What's going on, everyone? Thanks for checking out another episode of Fan World. I'm your host, Lucid Dreams, and on today's show, I'm being joined by Ju, the user responsible for the former Tijuana and current San Jose cornerback, Juno Hu. Hope you enjoy. All right, I'm being joined here by Ju. Hey, thanks for joining us, man. Hey, how's it going? So to start off, uh, how did you discover simulation leagues? Um, this is the only simulation league I'm in. I found it off a Reddit post, uh, for season 28. So this is, this is the only one I'm in. And I don't know if I have the time or willpower to do another one. Uh, these are a lot of work, especially if you want to put a lot into it. So yeah, I know since I found the league, I've practically lived in discord or always doing something associated with it. So for sure. there. Yeah. So then that means that this was your first player as well, right? Yeah, it is. It so, uh, took me a while to make. I had, you know, I was going to take uh, Luke Quick's idea with the one-handed receiver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to make a quarterback too, um, but, you know, it didn't seem like a good idea considering I didn't know anything about sim leagues at the time. Um, so I went with the cornerback, Juno you know Who. So what made you decide to pick cornerback? Uh, I played football in real life, uh, mostly in high school. Uh, I didn't think I was good enough to play in college. Um, I also didn't want to go to college, so it's kind of <laughs> disincentivized. Um, but I did play a bunch of flag football after that. So um, I was mainly a receiver and DB, and cornerback was my favorite position. So I went with that. Awesome. That's similar to why I picked defensive end. So it's what I played in high school. So, yeah. Um, I noticed when I was doing some research for this interview that you uh, wrote a review after your first season in the league. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of points you made that I could definitely relate to with my rookie season so far. And there were a lot of things that really left me concerned for the safety of future rookies, maybe going to Tijuana. What uh, influenced oh, your yeah? What influenced <laughs> your decision to play into like the uh? the cult description that everybody seems to attach to Tijuana? <laughs> uh, well, I think it was a uh, 1.5x payout week. And <laughs> I was really like, I had written a bunch of stuff already about the draft. And I was like, damn, I, I, I feel like, you know, this might be able to fall under it, but I don't know. Um, you know, if you, ha if you haven't noticed by my media, this, this character is a big, kind of parody character kind of deal. So um, the Tijuana locker room has, you know, a lot of ribbing and inside jokes and stuff like that. So I wanted to put one out just to kind of mess with everyone involved, uh, especially Tanzi, who was the GM who <laughs> drafted me at the time, uh, who has his step down. Uh, so I wanted to poke fun at his retirement from GMing. And... I don't know how much I can say about the internal <laughs> locker room because, you know, that uh, we kind of like to keep the secretive nature at times, I feel. Um, oh, absolutely. But it's a, <clears throat> it's a big honor. It's a big honor to have been drafted by them. Um, I think they've really added a whole lot to the whole fun of the league. And in some ways, I wish I could have stayed down for a couple more seasons with them. But... I did also want to chase a Hall of Fame career with Juno Who, so I wanted to go up early. I know reading through that article, you could see where you had had some actual like insight into how you were feeling for your rookie season, and then um, a lot of points that seemed like almost an SOS, <laughs> like you might like you might be in danger in the locker room. <laughs> uh, when I got drafted by them, I you know it was. They were super welcoming. It was super uh, just very active locker room and very um, fun to be in. Uh, it's still probably my most active ISFL locker room. Um, and I think, like, you know, I just wanted to I, – I really just wanted to put out more media at the time because it was the off season and I needed, like, 
you know, 21.5 million per season. And I was like, what else can I write? What else can I write? All right, I'm just going to write some stupid shit. Let's just keep making stuff up at the time. Yeah, I, I found it pretty, pretty interesting. <laughs> so in that same article, you spoke about a playoff game. Now, I, I wasn't around for this, so I don't know if this is something that actually happened or something that you just kind of included to make a, an interesting story. But you spoke about a, a playoff game and a penalty that might have changed some fate. Did that actually happen or is that something that you just added into your article? Oh, it did. Uh, you know, when I first started uh, in the Sim League, I I played some GM games from time to time. Like, I played, you know, Madden franchise mode, of course, and, like, Football Mogul, if you've ever heard of that one. I've, um, I'm sure I've probably got a lot of these same games downloaded on my phone before finding this league. Yeah, and there's one more I forgot. Um, but anyways, you know, I was like, oh, you know, this is a great idea. Like, why didn't I think of this before? And then I was kind of surprised by like the size of the league as well. Like, wow, there's like so many teams and players. And I I didn't think you could make this happen, you know? And like, it just seems like a ton of work uh, infrastructure wise to keep the league going, especially with the amount of like pressure that every week kind of entails on the staff around the league, right? Like, oh yeah. even, Even if they're busy in their personal lives, it's like, nope. Week eight's got to go. Week nine's got to go. Week 10's got to go. Like, <laughs> I don't know how they can handle it. That's why I haven't taken on any league jobs. Um, but uh, the real big disappointing part for me was the quality of the sim, which is, like, nobody's fault, of course, you know. Uh, I'm still surprised that, like, the league exists, like, despite the sim's quality, I guess, you know. You mean as far as just the actual game itself? Yeah, like draft day. Just the, pro the dots on the screen. Yeah. No, like the, the quality of the sim, like it's it's probably the worst GM game out of all the ones I've ever played, right? <laughs> but it's also probably like the easiest to run a sim league off of based on file editing and importing and stuff like that. It seems the most open to that. So if I had to guess, that's probably why we're using it. Um, when I first started, you know, in the prospect bowl, uh, I wrote a joke article about my performance there and how uh, the coaches needed to be fired because I was just <laughs> poking fun at like the shit play call, uh, shit play call, uh, play calling <laughs> that the league tends to, that the sim tends to do. So, um, you know, and then it just kind of progressed from there as uh, we're playing in Tijuana and the season progressed, and uh, I got to figure out like how truly crappy the sim is overall and if anything that's been like the 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 worst part of the league for me because i wanted to get deep into the sim but like i helped sim like three to four weeks or so in tijuana and it's always been like such a pain so i salute every gm out there for every team honestly (laughs) like it's a ton of work it's very laborious and something that has to be done (laughs) Yeah, I know I've had a couple GMs on, and I've asked a few questions about simming and gotten some basic answers, but I think that's definitely a side of the league that I want to, I don't know, me personally, it's not something that I would want to be involved in, but I definitely think I want to get somebody that's involved heavily in simming, I think, on the pod and kind of ask some questions and see what kind of insight we can actually get. Yeah. And, like, a big part of it is, too, like, is the game's performance itself, you know, there's like a, I don't know if you have the sim yourself, but even just switching through menus, there's like a two or three second delay. So oh, okay. doing very simple stuff like takes an unreasonable amount of time, especially when, you know, you don't, f- I mean, it's 2021, right? Like the performance of <laughs> essentially <Yeah. laughs> graphical Excel sheets should not be this bad, you know? And so when you have to run like dozens or hundreds of sims, uh, especially if you're trying to do like some testing, you know, like um, there was a week when there was like a 2x payout or something for sim testing where you could write articles regarding, you know, like really deep insights into the sim and stuff. And I, I just couldn't imagine doing that really. <laughs> doing enough like, to do that. Yeah. <laughs> People were simulating like, you know, dozens or hundreds of games to get data and stuff. And I was just like, that's crazy. Like, how long did that take you? Like, you must have 
taking an Adderall for that or something, you know, <laughs> surely. <laughs> yeah, I know I've talked to a few people who's, you know, talked about simming. They're like, oh, yeah, just, you know, we run hundreds of games. It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like what you're saying, if it's, uh, it takes that long to, to kind yeah, of get it set up to even run. <laughs> it's even like I, I worry. I worry for that individual, you know, <laughs> like maybe we need a an intervention or something. We'll check him <laughs> on his mental well-being or something, you know. <laughs> that's funny so, so what advice would you give to uh dsfl rookies uh i think the big one is probably play a position that you want to play um uh, at least for me like you know you'll you'll get the very common scouting question of like oh, are you willing to position switch and stuff like that um which essentially every scout asked me, but I never personally felt the pressure to switch. I've always told them, like, no, nah, I'm pretty set on playing cornerback throughout my entire career, and everyone seemed fine with that. It probably factors into some people's draft picks, right? Like if you're unwilling to switch and they're full-on corners, then you might be skipped over. But Yeah, probably not, um, not going to get yeah. taken someplace that doesn't need a corner if you don't want to switch. Exactly, but I think every position will – like be needed sooner or later so just play with play a position that you want to play because ultimately you know if you're if you're like playing a full career and you're not like early retiring a character um it's going to be like 10 plus seasons with this character so uh if you don't if i feel like if you're not playing a position that you want to play that's gonna cut into your own enjoyment and ultimately this league is about your own enjoyment I mean, it's fake football after all, right? If you're not doing it for fun, then why are you doing it, really? Yeah. <laughs> what have you found to be the most surprising since you've been in the league? Most surprising? Yeah, the most um, surprising. Aside from the quality of the sim, which we've already touched on, like, that <laughs> has been really surprising. It's like, this game costs, like, 40 bucks or something, right? It's like, that should be a crime, honestly. Like, yeah, I, th I think it is around 40 bucks. It's like some Nigerian prince shit, to be honest, you know? <laughs> like, how the hell is this even a product on the market? Like, this is insane. I don't even know if it's, I don't even know if it was, like, free. Like, this, you know, like, they should be paying us to, like, play this. Like, we're essentially beta testing for them, you know? It's, like, not even fun. It's, like, a job. Um... <laughs> I haven't seen what any of the other sim leagues are like, so I don't, I don't really have anything to compare it to. I think it's also because, like, football as a sport is really hard to sim. If you think about, like, just the nature of the sport compared to, like, many other sports, right? No, oh, yeah. So just many more the, factors. Like, I can't imagine. people on the field at one time. Yeah, like, I can't imagine being a programmer and, like, setting out to be, like, I want to make a football sim. Like, you might as well try to... You might as well be trying to code like Oasis, right? From Ready Player One uh, by yourself, essentially. It's insane. Uh, probably the second most surprising is how lucky I was to be drafted by Tijuana. Uh, I didn't expect to get drafted by them because they're a closed locker room. So I was essentially in like every other DSFL team's locker room. And I was like, well, I'm not in Tijuana's locker room. So I guess they don't want me. Um, I wasn't in Norfolk either, <clears throat> so I was just thinking of the other six, like, hmm, I guess maybe Kansas City, because they have the first pick, right? And they'd be going first overall, obviously, so <laughs> that's what I was thinking, uh, but it was a great surprise to be drafted by them. Um, I also didn't expect to be drafted so high, because I was like a new user, completely new user, and... I felt like there was a lot of veterans. I felt like my class was really big with a lot of veteran recreates as well. So I was like, oh, everyone's going to pick like all the veterans and they already, they're like already proven max earners and whatnot. And who, who am I, you know, I'll probably go like third round or something. So for me to go as high as I did, that was a big surprise. You were what the 10th overall pick. Yeah. So that's a, uh... That was kind of the same thing. That was one of the parts of uh, your article that I'd read that I related to with the just kind of the scouting process and going into the draft. I was the same way. I got scouted by six out of the eight teams. 
Yeah. Um, Juno's I mean, ego is really hurt, though, by missing out on the first round. Should have taken me first. <laughs> That's what I've been telling everybody. Because <laughs> uh, I, I fell to the second round. I was the third pick of the second round, so one after you. Oh, okay. That's not too um, bad in the grass. No, it wasn't bad, but I was kind of the same way, like, sitting in the locker rooms. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of veterans in here that have done this before and yeah. been around and who I've just discovered this league like a week ago. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm still trying to figure it out. Like, yeah, there's no way I'm going early. And <laughs> and it's it's tough. It's tough getting in the top eight, right? Because there's only eight teams. So yeah. to be top eight in the DSFL draft is probably like, you almost have to be a recreate, I feel. It was definitely a, even still going as early as I did was a surprise for me. I didn't expect that at all. Yeah, feels good. I, I'm going to miss the draft, honestly. You get two in a row, you know, your DSFL and ISFL drafts. And especially me uh, wanting to see like a full on career with this character. It's probably going to be like over a year before I yeah, see my next draft if I, if I recreate. That's where I'm at. I'm, I'm going to, I plan on playing this character all the way through. So it'll be a while before, after this next draft, it'll be a while before I see another one. Uh-huh. But what was your favorite part about playing for Tijuana? Um, I think, hmm, let me see. I think Tanzi. <laughs> Tanzi was a GM. He's a great dude. Uh, Guitar Master is the other GM. As well, shout out to him, but uh, Tanzi was the guy who vouched for me to bring me in and, like, has done a lot to accommodate me. And I think, like, right from the get-go, the moment I got drafted, you know, he was the one who gave me the locker room invite and stuff and uh, had, like, regularly checked in on me from time to time. Is he still in the league? He's still in the league as a player, I believe. Uh, He stepped down from GMing. Um, our new GM is Katasa. Yeah, I've had the had the privilege of speaking with Katasa on the podcast, and uh, also during the scouting process, I had really good conversations with him, and uh, actually with Guitar Master as well. Yeah, um, Tijuana was actually one of the teams that I thought might have an interest in taking me. Just the repeated conversations that I had had with those two. <laughs> so I yeah, um, I think. I think when uh, coming into the locker room, I, I there was like a lot of like a lot of users in this locker room that just wanted to help Tijuana out, even like veterans and stuff would contribute, whether to like simming or scouting or whatnot, and like just overall, it kind of put a lot of pressure on me to contribute as soon as possible as well. Um, so. I, I kind of just hopped into the deep end with the Tijuana locker room and I got voted captain here as well. So uh, just made me feel really welcome and like wanted, I guess. Right. That's always a good feeling. Oh yeah. Getting voted captain, I imagine would feel really awesome. Especially was that your first season or second season around? First season. I only played one season here. Okay. A bit unfortunate. Uh, I also didn't expect to like want to go up in my first uh, season in the ISFL because I was like, okay, I think, you know, like, you know, in terms of overall TP, like I'm going to suck. Right. But then, you know, talking to some people, they're like, yeah, you know, if you want to go up, you might be able to catch, like get a chance at, you know, accumulating some early stats in the ISFL if you're trying to go for a hall of fame career. And so I was like, okay, I think, I think it might be a good idea if I could to get called up um, in my first season. And the cool thing with Tijuana was like they're super uh, supportive, despite the fact that they picked me with like their second pick, right? Yeah. And we had a big secondary as well um, that was getting called up. So this past season, our roster just got decimated by call ups. And despite that, they were just like, ah, oh, you know, it's cool. Like, We'll figure it out and stuff. Like, there wasn't really any pressure on me to like stay down, um, which I appreciate. Like, I think overall that's what adds to Tijuana being as special as it is. Like, everyone here is just very supportive of 
everyone else's fun in the league and what they want to do. I think that's really important to how much time and effort you put into this league as an individual. Oh yeah. The atmosphere definitely affects how, you know, somebody's going to perceive the game or perceive the sim. Yeah. If it's not a good atmosphere in the locker room, they're not going to want to hang out. They're not going to want to stick around and they're probably going to lose interest. Exactly. Quick. Yeah. And I think with the Juno who persona as well, um, you know, with the amount of shit talking he does <laughs> and uh, the week to week ribbing, like uh, when I play badly or when I play well, you know, they, they they've leaned into that a lot. So, so is that a persona that you keep going in the discord locker room as well? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, sometimes like the sim will uh, send me on like a solo cornerback blitz with like no safety help. And they'll just throw it to my wide open receiver and stuff. <laughs> I don't know why it does that. It's a top secret, I guess. Um, I touched on that in my review as well. Uh, but that's part of the that's part of the Sims quality. You just got to roll with it. Um, and that kind of leaned that kind of led to like the Dallas playoff situation as well, um, where Juno got the fourth down stop with like thirty seconds to left in the fourth quarter when we were leading. And then there's just this penalty that uh, apparently is called for like nothing. It was just like a rigged game, you know, like <laughs> bottle bottle gate type of penalty, right? So <laughs> felt a bit cheated by that, but nothing against Dallas. It's it's all uh, in the sim. So just gotta roll with it. <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, the common phrase that I I seem to be hearing all around the league around here. Yeah. You know, Sim's going to Sim. That seems to be the, the motto of everybody. It is. Couldn't count the number of times I've heard that since joining. That's rough. And, like, I, I don't envy being the front office that has to make the calls for that as well, you know? <laughs> and the whoever's involved in, like, whether it's a Sim team or front office that sets up everything and tweaks the things, like the builds and all, when they fixed safeties last season. Uh, last season, safeties were apparently <clears throat> underwhelming performance-wise. And they had to tweak a few things with the TP builds and stuff. Like, it just doesn't seem enviable of a position. So hats off to everyone who makes the league work, to be honest. Yeah, I think, uh, like I said, I'm definitely looking forward to getting some of those people on and kind of picking their brain to see exactly what it is that they do and how some of the stuff works a little more in depth. Yeah. So I know you've spoke a few times about uh, being called up. You were drafted by San Jose. Um, what were your thoughts on draft night, and were, did you expect to go to San Jose? My only thought was going in the first round. And like, <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think uh, after a season, you know, people around the league started to get to know me a little better, and I had a bit of a better exposure as opposed to like being a completely new user. So, I was pretty outspoken about going in the first round, especially with my media and stuff. Um, so that was my only thought. And then come draft night, um, I started to do some research around the league in terms of rosters. And I think it was like, I was expecting to go to like San Jose or Colorado in the first round and San Jose had the sooner picks. So they ended up going there. So it wasn't too surprising, uh, especially cause they had just traded or lost rich triplet, which was their up and comer. So I was like, okay. If I'm looking to get called up, I will likely go to San Jose. Like that's a good, that's a high chance of getting called up if I go there. I guess. Uh, yes. <clears throat> so you had a pretty good idea that that's probably where you're going to end up. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you never know, because San Jose didn't invite me to the locker room. It was the same situation as Tijuana, right? Like if you're not in the locker room beforehand, you kind of don't know where you're really going. Yeah, I don't know what you're what to expect. Yeah, and the draft itself is like chaotic. Like um, the very first season, uh, as a new user, I did the I did the mock draft, and I was like doing it like from a football perspective, <laughs> which is dumb. Don't do that. Yeah, new users work. doesn't work that way. Uh, people pick off of users rather than like positions, right? Because when I did the draft, when I did the mock draft, I was like, okay, like let's see. Uh, London, you know, needs like 
let's see, they have like no receivers, so they're probably gonna pick like this guy who's top TP receiver, right? And like, nah, it doesn't work that way at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially like we touched on earlier with some players being willing to play whatever positions needed. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> they're like, oh yeah, this is our a max earner that we know here, and he's willing to play whatever position. So we're gonna draft a position we have no need for because he's gonna switch positions and play this. Yeah. So after that draft, I got to learn like, okay, like I see, I see. It, it makes sense. Makes sense. You know, people want like good locker room fits, uh, good chemistry between users, and just overall, like if you're not having fun between users in the locker room, then why draft each other? And no matter what the roster is, you're going to have weaknesses. So just figure out a way to make it work, you know? And I was like, okay, that all makes sense now. <laughs> so I, I still wasn't sure if I was going to San Jose. Um, but, you know, getting drafted early is always such a good feeling, especially as a new user. Um, I'm going to miss that, honestly. The draft is super fun. Yeah, it was. I, I enjoyed it myself, so I, I definitely know how you feel. <laughs> Good luck to you in this upcoming draft. Yeah, we'll see. My my player's been a little underwhelming on the side of tackles this season, so. Oh, that's all right. I uh, didn't have the greatest uh, season in the DSFL. At least it was a little yeah, underwhelming. Yeah, underwhelming on tackles, but I've been right up near the top of the league with sacks as a defensive end, so. I'm hoping maybe my sack count will help outweigh the the lack of tackles. As long as you're earning well and, you know, uh, exposing yourself, I guess, around the league, it should be pretty good um, for you. Yeah, I think I've done a pretty good job at getting people's attention between um, my activity in the locker rooms that I have been invited to um, and then – on Twitter, I've made the most of tagging just about every team and involving some kind of conversation or getting some kind of argument going. Um, so whoever runs the social media accounts for most of the ISFL teams definitely knows who I am by this point. I think the I think this podcast does a lot for you. Uh, yeah, the the podcast is uh, another one. Yeah, was your first episode the one with Katasa? That was the first one, right? Uh, I, yes, I believe so. He was the first episode. Yeah, like that's where I caught wind of it because Kataz is my Tijuana GM and all. So we wanted to hear it. We wanted to listen to it, you know, just to see the interview with Kataz especially. So Yeah, I had uh, him and uh, painted on. Uh, yeah. Time. I think if you just keep doing this podcast, uh, just picking from, you know, like different people around the league and different teams and stuff, you'll – you'll probably end up being exposed to the entire league, which is great for you. Uh, I feel like you're pretty high on people's draft boards already as a result. I know I've been uh, – I'm hoping through that, through the exposure, and then just my activity, um, being an active user, hoping that, you know, that plays a lot. Yeah. But It likely does. I think people love active users no matter the team. It's always disappointing a little to – Draft a user and then go inactive, right? Yeah, I would imagine I so. I think I'd like to think, especially at the ISFL yeah. level, right? So I know we're through ten weeks of the season right now, and San Jose is three and seven and essentially eliminated from the playoffs. How has this season been compared to your playoff run with Tijuana? Uh, it's been rough. I mean, <laughs> I I don't know how the sim works at the ISFL level because everyone's TP totals are a lot higher, right? Like in the DSFL, you have a 250 TP cap. So everyone is a lot more impactful, even as true rookies. Uh, I ended the season in Tijuana with like 229 TP. So um, with the lower cap, you know, you're effectively playing a lot more effectively per TP and in your position. So... Right now, I feel like I'm not making much of an impact. I think I have, like, one pass defense across, like, 55 attempts and, like, 11 tackles. So um, a lot of it is just hoping hoping for the best, uh, appreciating being on the field every snap I get, 
And I'm kind of disappointed at opposing QBs and how uh, little they've been targeting me. You know, I feel like as the rookie, you should be, I shouldn't be at like 55 attempts. I should be at like maybe 200 attempts, you know? But <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm calling you out opposing ISFL QBs. Please throw at me more. <laughs> I don't know who's on the other side for you guys. So I don't know if maybe it's a, you know, a TPE thing where they've, I don't know how much they can program into that too. I know they can set percentages and things like that. I don't no, know if don't they can they set can. a percentage to throw to one side or the other though. I feel like even with the percentage, there's a lot of hidden factors that are, the sim itself is like really opaque, right? I don't know how people figure stuff out. Like I've seen some of the media posts of people trying to figure out the sim and it's just like, man, there's so much inferring going on and like data collecting and simming thousands of games sometimes, you know? And uh, like, so I don't really know how much one can do. A lot of times it feels like a crapshoot, especially with the, because we're unable to like have custom playbooks and make custom plays, which, I'm not really like advocating for or against because I understand like the pros and cons. Like if you were to open up the custom playbooks, there's probably going to be a lot of bugs involved, like considering the quality of the sim, right? Like someone's bound to probably find like the cheesy plays with like 90% success rate or whatever, right? And just run those, you know, in rotation and just cheese the game. so I get why they probably don't allow that. Like, that's probably one reason. Um, but, yeah, for me, it's like I've also been busy at work, so I haven't really been able to, like, help sim and all. Um, like I said, I don't really have the work uh, time or work ethic to, like, participate in more than this sim league. It's it's already a lot of work, especially with how I want uh, the quality of my media articles and such to be. I don't want to like just shit post and half ass it. I want I want my stuff to like be fairly high quality and make people <laughs> laugh and all that stuff. I know I definitely so. laughed at some of the media that I read prior to this interview, so you're doing a good job with that. <laughs> Appreciate it. So I know you touched on it a little bit. Um but how do you feel about your performance through your rookie season in the ISFL? Uh it's been rough. I think I'm hoping to get at least like one or two interceptions by the end of the season. If I can do that, I'll be happy. But I don't think I don't think you can expect much from like being 300 some TPE right in the ISFL when everyone else is like at 1200. You're going up against receivers that are like 800 plus. Um, I think when I'm when I'm watching the sim, like I'm really just hoping that I don't hurt my team, like, when I'm thrown at. Um, I also don't know how accurate the dots are in relation to the sim yeah. mechanics, right? So I'm lined up in the slot a lot. I'm playing Nickelback. And I often I often see stuff like, you know, there's, like, a tight end or something, and he's bracketed by, like, two linebackers. And then my outside corner is, like, one-on-one against the outside receiver, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, the logical – smart football play would be to like double up on the outside (laughs) receiver, but no, like I triple team the tight end and then the outside corner, you know, gets a one-on-one. So it gets thrown at for like a 20 yard completion. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, is my intelligence not high enough? What's going on? You know, that's (laughs) is our, is our defensive coordinator just trash. That's one one of the things that that I've been trying to figure out what, you know, talking to the people that I know that run the Sims on, you know, what stats are, have you noticed a really important when it comes to the sim and what stats have you noticed don't really make much of a difference and what seems to be the more, you know, urgent stats to get up. But I was doing a little sim testing on my own with the uh, build template and for a cover corner, you're tackling and strength starts at 35, which is abysmally low, obviously. And I maxed every stat. Um, in the sim, and I think my overall was like 87. This is like, you know, with speed 100 and hands maxed and everything. 
and like traded. And I was like, damn, why am I so low? And then I bumped up my strength and tackling to 70s, which was their cap. And my overall bumped up from like 87 to like 97 or 98. And I was like, damn, like this, this sim, at least the overall stat, which I know you could adjust, but like the overall stat is heavily adjusted by like um, strength and tackling. So I was like, I wonder how much of an effect that has in the game. Because, you know, like in Madden, you have players that are like slow like especially when they're getting older and they lose some of their speed but like their overall yeah. score is still high because the rest of their stats are high and then when when the when the franchise mode is like simming you have like a corner with like 87 speed right and you're like no way he's effective right but he's like a vet right so he has like high awareness and and like overall higher stats so his a- overall is like 91 despite his 87 speed and like he finishes the season with like pretty high stats right so i wonder how much my like low strength and tackling has to do yeah, with how much performance. The, how much your overall is effective to yeah. your player's actual on-field performance right like i have i have watched the same sometimes when i see a ball carrier coming towards me and he's like already past the line of scrimmage right and i'm like <laughs> still in my back pedal right and i'm like is it is it just cuz i'm a little bitch and i want to make the tackle or <laughs> what's going on <laughs> like, here? my intelligence right like what's going on is my high intelligence like mm, it's not a good idea to tackle <laughs> this guy scared of the player or do i, I just know. not realize he's coming at me yet <laughs> exactly right so i might bump up my strength and tackling to like 50 uh i it, um initially i was like oh, i'm going to leave those at 35 all the way i'm going to max everything else first because, you know, I don't get paid to tackle. <laughs> what is this? What do you think I am? <laughs> so, but, you know, I might bump those up a little just to see how it goes. So if you had any questions for me or anything you want to discuss before we wrap this up, this is where uh go ahead and turn the podcast over to you. Let you. Uh... Okay. How's it going in uh, London? I haven't been keeping up with anyone, but uh, Tijuana. Uh, it's going pretty well in London. We're currently sitting at first we're only dropped two games so far this season so we're still very much alive in the chase for the Alta mini so oh, nice. um looking forward to you yeah like it was one of the it was one of the three the three that i thought i was going to go to was um i thought i had a strong chance of going to tijuana um minnesota or london so i wasn't really surprised on draft day when london called me um so it's kind of nice to go to a team that, you know, I was wanting to go to as well. Uh, I was part of the war room for Tijuana. I don't know how much I could tell because no, I don't want to get fined. Uh, I'm pretty sure we wanted you, but the the draft overall is like a mess, right? Like you never know. Oh, yeah, so what is it, like five days or something like that? <laughs> yeah, and we've had players that we wanted, but they were just coming. They are just coming off the board and we're like, damn. So, uh, the draft is fun in itself, um, from the GM side of things as well. Uh, just seeing where players go and like, sometimes there are some picks that are like, well, what's the logic in that? Right. (laughs) Or like, why, why is there, why is that player rated so high for that team? And like, we rated him so low, like, why did he get picked so early? And it's just baffling yeah, I sometimes. I imagine it just depends and... on uh, on the player, too. If you have a player who's more active somewhere or, um, yeah, you know, it doesn't have, especially with Tijuana with being the closed locker room, if they don't have a good conversation with that specific scout, um, you know, that mm-hmm. can be a, I imagine, can kind of put you guys off on somebody or put another team, you know, not necessarily you guys, but put another team off on somebody if, you know, that scout's like, yeah, I don't know about this guy. Yeah. I think there's also, like, when I when I was a new user and I was getting scouted, it was a little overwhelming because you get, like, 12-plus people PMing you yeah. within a week, right? And you don't know anyone yet, and there's no real easy way to, like, keep track of who's who, especially because I tend to close my DMs. So I often <laughs> ran into the situation of like, uh, who's that guy that I spoke to from London? I forgot his name. <laughs> and like, I end up not getting back to him. 
about something and you know that could be a factor where like a scout reaches out and he doesn't get a reply from a from a player and all but that player could just be like overwhelmed and like forget to get back to you right he might be getting pm'd actively by like four other people and you're like the fifth guy to yeah, contact them within the day and he's just like didn't have the chance to get back to you and then he forgets right and and in your head, you're like, oh, he's he's inactive, I guess, right? Most of mine came within uh, he's not like replying. the first two or three <laughs> days of joining the league. I got I got hit by yeah. um, everybody except for uh, Norfolk and uh, Kansas City. So I had ev- everybody else. And, right. and like I said, I had two GMs from multiple teams. Um, so I was talking to, like you said, you know, close to 12 people. Um, I spoke yeah. about it a little bit when I uh, had – wildfire micro on but he was one of the ones that had scouted me um for london and he started the conversation off with you know i'm wildfire micro i'm a scout with london and he sent me a picture of the logo he's like this is who we are i was like okay cool so now i at least have something to work with here because i was brand new you know i imagine like you were i had no idea who any of these teams were or what half the branding was so i thought that was a just a different way to go about it. I appreciated that. I was like, okay, it gave me an, a general idea of at least who one of the teams were that were scouting me, you know? Yeah. I think looking back on the draft for me um, in Tijuana, I guess it was obvious after you look back at the conversations, like your scouting conversations, <laughs> that I was going there. It was just yeah, the private locker room thing. Know. Expect, like you said, with the private locker room, you don't really know what they're thinking. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, have you taken on any league jobs or? Uh, I haven't taken on any league jobs yet. Um, it's something that I guess I'm looking forward to. Uh, I haven't really had the opportunity. Nothing. Uh, I'm trying to get into the media grading. Um, specifically, I want to assist in the podcast grading. I know. Um, obviously, I can't grade my own stuff, but. Um, it just seems like that's an area they need some help. And I'm very active with listening to the other podcasts around the league already. So I think that's a position that I'd be uh, perfectly fit for. So I'm just kind of waiting for one of those to come available. Nice. And in the meantime, looking forward to trying to get as involved as I can in the London room. So, Are you trying I'm to max turn on this character? I had a blunder last week. I, didn't re- I didn't think about the time difference with the uh, point tasks, um, and I Ooh. didn't turn my point task in on time. So I still gotta I still gotta do my PT three. So that was a, that was a little disappointing, um, but I guess that's lesson learned. Everything's on um, East Coast time, and I'm not. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I missed uh, my week two prediction last season. That was the only thing I've ever missed. And from then on, I was just like, all right, for predictions, just do them as soon as they come out. Just do, like, all three or four of them as soon as they post, even if they're wrong. And then if you have the time, like, to revisit it, then you go back and edit. Um, But I found, like, my success in (laughs) re-editing is worse. (laughs) So last season, I had a couple of 3.5, which is when you get everything correct. And... uh, this is like this is like early on. It was like week three, week four, and I was a completely new user. So I was like, "Well, you know, like let's see, the butchers are playing, uh, you know, the 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 copperheads. So you know, I feel like, you know, butchers they're used to chopping meat, so they'll probably just cut <laughs> up these snakes, no problem, right? Like that was kind of like my picking logic. <laughs> so I was really surprised to get two three point fives in a row. Um, and then uh, people in my locker room, they're like, oh, look at you. He got two 3.5s. We're going we're gonna to start copying him. And I was like, no, <laughs> as soon as you do no, that, you're going to jinx me. <laughs> yeah, I never got 3.5s anymore. Yeah, my so, highest one so far has been so, uh, three. So haven't hit that 3.5 yet. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, so damn all the people who copied me. <laughs> so do you consider yourself a gamer? I know you... Uh, Talked about playing other Sims and Madden and things I like do. that. I've played a ton of games. I'm uh, 31. I'm 30. How old are you? Okay. So <laughs> we're older. Yeah. We're older folk. 
I wonder how old everyone else is in the league. Uh, it like, seems from what I've from the people that I know I've spoken to, it seems like everybody that I've talked to ranged between uh, like twenty four and like twenty seven ish. I feel like at, I feel like at thirty, I'm a, okay. on the little bit older side of the league, and probably same with you. Yeah. Yeah. I've been playing uh, computer games since I was like six, seven. I think my very first one was like hmm, on the computer, probably like XCOM. I don't remember, <laughs> you remember that. that? <laughs> um, yeah, I've played, I've probably played like over a thousand games in my life. Most of it from pirating. So, what are you currently you know? playing? But uh, <laughs> I haven't been playing much, um, mostly Hearthstone to uh, complete my dailies and keep up with packs. I'm a free-to-play Hearthstone player. Um, there hasn't been really any good games in the past like couple years, sadly. I think the last good game that I've played was like two years ago, uh, Metro Exodus. That was really good. I still had has your lack of gaming been league related or just lack of games that you found interesting? Um, probably the latter. I think when you've played so many games, like things start to get very carbon copy, right? And you've seen it all, and there's very little innovation. I feel in the gaming industry at the moment, like there's two problems, right? Like every game nowadays is either AAA or indie and the problem with AAA is it always tends to be like super safe and formulaic and risk averse in terms of innovation you know it's just like madden every year assassin's creed every year yeah. far cry every year right and it's always like the same formula it's just like a different coat of paint and i feel like once you played like one far cry or one assassin's creed you've essentially played like 80 <laughs> percent of the series like, there is innovation, but it's, like, very underwhelming yeah, to me, at least. And there's a lot of, like, grind mechanics, too, right? Like, there's a lot of content padding that I don't feel like subjecting myself to anymore. Um, and then on the flip side is the indie scene, which is often, like, due to their budget, games are very underdeveloped. Like, I like playing RPGs, and, like, indie RPGs are very... Like they're great. Like this is no I'm not I'm not trying <laughs> to trash indie developers at all. Like it's just due to like the lack of a big team, like they're unable to put as much content as they want or as the much um as the world can. Well, and at demand, that point right? too, there's only so much uh you know, so much budget that you can have for something too. Exactly. So the games are often like very small and like they end before they really start kind of feel. Or you, you kinda of play a game and they're like Oh man, like this game is really has a lot of potential or has a really good idea, but it ends up being the size ultimately of a of an indie game. And like as a result, you only get a couple dozen hours out of it. Which which is like, you know, what what what, what else do you want, right? <laughs> For me, um probably my best favorite games of all time would be Counter-Strike okay. 1.6 back in the day. Oh, yeah. Have you ever played Counter-Strike? familiar with Counter-Strike. <laughs> back in the day. Have you played a... Were you familiar with, like, Cyber Amateur uh, League? Cal League? Okay. They were, like, probably one of the earliest, like, okay. esports leagues. And it was just, like, online. You know, you get to sign up with four friends and form a team or more. We had like a roster of like seven people that we would just swap in and out depending on who was better at which map at the time. And you'd play through like a season plus playoff style like progression uh, with like hundreds of other people, thousands of other people even. And it was super fun. It was like very, it was actually like competitive okay. Counter-Strike. So um, yeah, we those had were my a high school days like an internet cafe place near our school. So we'd all get out of school and walk to the, go pay for the the full oh, yeah. day pass and sit in there from the time we got out of school till about as late as we, we had could possibly same. stay in there. And, you know, <laughs> the, uh, the owner, the owner of our, um, 
Land Cafe, he had a he had a deal where if anyone <laughs> killed him with a knife, if anyone shanked him, oh, they get awesome. like four free hours or something like that. So like people would always try and get like the computers right next to him and like try and screen watch. <laughs> You're like, where is he? Oh, he's on the bridge. Oh, let me kill him. Let me kill him. Yeah, it was <laughs> mostly for hours. ours. It was mostly either Counter-Strike or Diablo at that point. Um, yeah. Counter-Strike was always fun because if you were playing on the, you know, the um, land connection, you'd kill somebody. You'd hear somebody yell from the back, oh, back of the cafe, three, you know, three rows back. You're like, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, that's always great. <laughs> yeah, that was always fun. Live trash talking. I'm a big trash talker. Because <laughs> I, I wouldn't have guessed that from your but, media. Uh, it's all in good fun. <laughs> I, I I grew up around degenerates, you know, and like football players, and it's just I, I feel like most football locker rooms are just very heavy and trash talking and toxic masculinity, and just overall giving each other shit for like literally anything and everything, right? So that's been a <laughs> that's how I developed that, I guess. Um. Yeah, my other my other favorite game is Dota, Dota Two. Yeah, this one I never really you ever got heard into. Of that? Okay. <laughs> sad. Everyone plays League instead, which makes me sad. Because, yeah. you know, I, I think Dota is pure game. <laughs> Every League player is going to be triggered by that sentence. I, I see a lot of people still playing that in some of the gaming channels I belong to. <laughs> some sort of, some yeah. sort of league game. I think having played Dota as well, it like has hurt my enjoyment of all other games because it's like such a good, it's such a high high that it essentially ruins every other game for you. It's like if you've done <laughs> heroin and meth, right? Like all other drugs are weak. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, I haven't played in over a year, though. I've been trying to stay away. I think because I've been getting old and my reflexes and free time has been dwindling. Like, when I play Dota now, I'm just very frustrated with myself, you know? I'm just like, ah, yeah, like, I can't even execute something sometimes or I don't have the free time to dedicate to being as good as I know I could be. And that, you know, being quite the competitor in things well, like when I do compete, like for example, in this league, joining like I want a max earn and such like that. So in that in that sense I haven't been playing Dota much. <laughs> so I've been playing chill games like Hearthstone instead. Uh you know what have really you been playing? since I got associated with the league, I haven't been playing much. Um is that due to like yeah, I've kinda dealing just, with the league? Yeah, instead? basically been living living in the league at this point. Um, and the Discord servers yeah, are um, doing something associated with it. I try to record as many podcasts as I can throughout the week um, to get them recorded. Uh, yeah. Sometimes in advance, it plays a little bit of a disadvantage because um, sometimes, like this one, is not going to come out next this coming up Wednesday. It'll be the following Wednesday, so a lot can happen in between those weeks. Um, so sometimes some of the content, mm-hmm. if it's specifically for something that's happening at the moment, but uh, can be a little delayed. But <clears throat> um, I guess the most recent thing I played was yeah. probably the new Zelda game, and that was. Uh, oh yeah. No, I haven't haven't really dove too far into it yet. I had it recommended to me by uh, actually by painted on one of these podcast episodes. Um, and I was had just recently got a Switch, so I was kind of looking for something to get for the Switch. So I took his, took his word for it and uh, checked I it see. out because I liked uh, some of the older Zelda games. So um, it's been interesting. It's just uh, like I said, having the time to really dive into it. It's something I can get lost in. And currently, I'm a little too focused on what's going on in the league at the moment. For sure. I wanted to be like a GM, but the, the sim has turned me off. That's somewhere that, I'd like honestly. to end up at some point, but it seems like so. almost every player in the league has that same aspiration. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll just be, I guess that's, uh, from time getting to time. into a war room and getting 
I guess, getting into a position to be the guy to take over when somebody steps down, you know? Yeah. It's a lot of work, uh, especially with how there's like three or four yeah. games every week, right? Or Sometimes even more than that. If you have and the there's no stopping it. <laughs> yeah, especially when it's like, oh, you have a game on Tuesday. For example, in the DSFL, you have a game on Tuesday and then a game on Thursday. And so the only real time you have to sim for the Thursday game yeah, is like Wednesday in between. On Wednesday. Yeah, so I feel like if I was a GM and I like it, it's a lot of pressure to like, you know, block out the time necessary to like sim, right? And if you're not simming enough, I guess, like I feel like you're letting your team down. At least that's how I would feel. That's why I haven't really, really applied to be a GM. Like, I don't want to let people down. I think people's success in the league is like really important. Not not in terms of like actually succeeding, oh, yeah. but like putting your best effort, right? Because Sim's gonna sim, obviously, right? But at the same time, you have to do you know, your due diligence. I know it's a sim league, but it's diligence. essentially still a team sport. I mean, you're you're want your character, your player to to be well, but at the same point, you're playing for somebody else too. Like everybody else on the team is still, you know, looking at you for a little bit of some sort of success, or to at least put forth your effort to do your job at your position. Right. And like certain positions as well, like as a corner, like, you know, I, I'm sure everyone's had the thought, even if it's like for a split second of like, Hmm, it would be cool if my team would like accommodate me in terms of stat gains, but you wouldn't want to be in that kind of locker room, you know, like, so like for me in San Jose or in Tijuana, um, I'm kind of just hoping for good luck. <laughs> in terms of stats, what else can you really hope for? Um, there's so many factors involved, and the sim seems very like there's a low lack of there's a lack of control in terms of what you can really do and like stack the odds against. So. I'm I'm not like well versed enough to be able to say what needs to be done anyway. It's it's too opaque for me at well, the moment. Well, just being active and so. earning, you know, and releasing media like you do, giving yourself, uh, yeah, putting yourself in the best position to continue to try to close that TPE gap between you and some of the veterans that have been there will definitely, you know, help get your stats up there too. I know you yeah. mentioned the Hall of Fame career that you want to chase, so. Yeah, my main competition is Greg Nine. I'm the other corner. I'm quite familiar with Greg. <laughs> I haven't actually spoken to him like directly. We've always spoken to each other like indirectly, like me right now, or like him and his media posts. Um, but he's my main corner rival. So <laughs> I wonder if he's gonna play corner throughout his entire career. But um, <laughs> damn, I'm currently like one TP behind him. <laughs> So met, wish me luck on these next few predictions. I met him. Oh, I can, him I can definitely wish him bad obviously. luck at this point. Him and I had a <laughs> had a friendly standoff over uh, over the Royals winning or losing a game. So, um, dude, that dude got like, I think he got like first place last year in fantasy, and I I didn't I, get any. So, I met him I really in the sad. Minnesota <laughs> locker room when I was being uh, scouted. Um, him and okay. a couple of the other guys were probably the ones that I spent the most time talking to over there. So I've uh, gotten to, like I said, mess around with him a little bit in the locker room. But came time to a game, and he he said something mm -hmm. about uh, wishing wishing me defeat, but not so badly that I uh, feel bad about it afterwards or something. You know, obviously, you know, messing <laughs> around. But at the same time, I was like, you know, no. At this point, no. I wish. I hope you get touchdowns scored on you all game. I said, but not enough to where your team loses, just enough to where <laughs> you get scored on. And ever since then, it's been a kind of back and forth between him and I. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what makes it like fun. Said, these podcasts have been great, getting to meet the different <laughs> personalities. Uh, I can't. I probably mentioned that on every episode now. I can't talk about it enough. It's it's awesome to get to talk to you know. Not everybody's comfortable to come on and have a, a conversation and release it, you know, 
people get pretty self-conscious about their voice or things like that, but just getting to meet the different people. And I've been trying to reach out to all the locker rooms to get, you know, representation from everybody. I don't want it to be a, a one team podcast or anything like that. I want it to be for sure. I'm sure you can find at least a couple of people. It's been nice. There's a, there's been, there's too many users for that not to be the case. Oh yeah. I'm, I, uh, I plan on hope it. I keep plan on going. weekly, like I said, and <laughs> I'm keeping it rolling. I definitely appreciate cool. you taking your time to uh, talk with me today. And absolutely. No problem. Thanks for having me. I, on. Uh, hope you catch up and uh, get that hall of fame career going. Thanks man. Good luck to you too. Good luck in the draft and Appreciate it. I'm sure we will uh, talk later somewhere down the line. Have a good one. That's it, guys. That's the show. Thanks for hanging out with us. And as always, I appreciate anyone who's taken the time to listen. Special thanks to Jew for coming on. And if you enjoyed the show, rate, follow, review, and join our world. Mm -hmm.